Hello everyone, this is Alicia from Call for Convert Reform. And uh, today I wanted to kind of go through some thoughts about the new podcast. Um, relatively new. It came out, uh, I think, a month or two ago. And uh, I put a little bit of information about it um, on the blog. Um, it's called The Turning, The Sisters Who Left. And it focuses on the sisters, um, ex-sisters, because no, no former, no current sisters would talk to the people that put this together. Um, but ex-sisters that were in Mother Teresa's order. And um, so I have been kind of putting it off because I thought it would be kind of triggering and it is, um, but uh, I figured, you know, if I'm going to take this work seriously, I, I need to see what this is about because it's been making some uh, waves in the news. And uh, it was mentioned in the New York Times. Um, I know on a search I saw the slate had picked it up. So a lot of left-leaning media, but still it's it's making it's making waves and it's out there and people are talking about it <clears throat> for better or worse. So um, I started listening to it today when I was uh, this morning and I have gone through six episodes. Um, it's been kind of a little emotionally draining and I had to stop myself because there have been moments where I have gotten really angry. There are moments that I have cried. Um, and there's moments where I just feel a lot of empathy with these women and what they've gone to gone through. Um, there are definitely differences between um, some of the things they experienced and what I experienced. There are some differences, but there are some similarities um, that definitely, that I can definitely relate to. Um, now, Mother uh, Teresa's Order, the Missionaries of Charity, uh, is a large order, as <clears throat> most of you probably know. It's all over the world, um, so they're getting sisters from all over, um, you know, Africa, America, Europe, you know, um, all, all over the world. So it's, it's definitely different than anything I experienced in my community, but some of the uh, psychological abuse, emotional abuse, the, the control, um, I can definitely relate to, unfortunately. Um, so um, just while it's fresh in my head, I've been taking notes, things that really struck me or, uh, you know, I, I, there are some moments I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe they, they are saying this too. Um, I wanted to kind of relate. <clears throat> now, mind you, the I think so far what I've what I've listened to, I, I don't, you know, whenever you hear these things, especially when it's a secular source, sometimes it's meant as a kind of a, you know, slam against the church, like just a very anti-Catholic type of thing, 
Um, it's more personal than just making comments about a problem that is in the church. Um, so I've been kind of weary of that, not weary, but just, you know, taking things with a grain of salt. Everything I've heard so far is pretty fair. I would say that. So if you're interested in this podcast, um, you know, they do, they do have some critics on about mother Teresa. Um, I think one was Hawkins, um, which I Maybe I'm mistaken, but I think he was a big atheist anyway and didn't like the church. So um, unless I'm thinking of someone else, but um, so that's no surprise. But, um, you know, I, I know a lot about Mother Teresa's history. What they said was spot on with what I know, what I've read. Um, and I actually know a priest that was in the Missionaries of Charity so I know a little bit about them and some of the things that they have mentioned uh, sound pretty familiar. So uh, I haven't come across anything that's outlandish or untrue. You know, usually, you know, if someone's just making a bashing piece, if if what they're saying is untrue and I haven't, I haven't come across any of that. So, um, but a lot of it, a lot of the problems that, um, you know, these women talk about these, these former religious talk about that are MCs. And it's amazing how many former religious of MCs that she got to talk about this, because in my experience, I found that's very hard for a lot of women to talk about these things or who want to talk about these things, uh, about their former life and and how they were treated and and that type of thing. Um, they're probably a little older, so that probably helps. But it, it is it is pretty amazing how many former religious of uh, uh, MCs that she ended up getting for for this podcast. Um, but uh, that being said, um, a lot of the problems that are presented are things that I have been talking about, my friends have been talking about since I, I started the blog and, and started this work. Um, it's the same type of issues now. They might differ a little bit because every religious order is different, but pretty much the same. It pretty boils, pretty much boils down to the same problems. Um, so lack of communication with the outside world. Uh, they and I, I know this from my former priest. My I shouldn't say former. He was a former MC who is now a diocesan priest. Um, so they they are not allowed to uh to to see their parent their families um let me rephrase that they're only allowed to see their families every 10 years so home visits are not every year but only 10 years and they're only allowed to write once a month um no phone calls or anything like that they're only allowed to take a phone call if it's something really important, um, 
So, um, you know, like someone's dying or really sick. And even then there's there, some of these women are saying that there's issues if they're calling at a time when they're not taking calls like Lent or something like that. Um, so there's, you know, and you're not allowed They're They're expressly told you don't tell your problems. You don't tell what's going on in the community with others. One of the things that is different that I have not encountered um, before personally and in, in my own in my own experience and I haven't heard of anyone saying anything about this um, who I've spoken to who is a former religious um, one of the things that comes up in, in these interviews is uh, like self-harm to oneself as a penance so I'm talking about using the discipline. Um, apparently, they also use it sort of um, chain with spikes that they wear for at least an hour a day, if not more, um, around their around their waist and around their arm. Um, and um, that that is different. Um, I thought you weren't even allowed to do that after Vatican II. Um, I, I, so that is a little shocking, um, and not something that I, I, I have encountered before. So, um, that is a little different. Um, but also the particular friendships are a big deal. <clears throat> of course, uh, we've talked about this before, the whole idea of not getting too, warm and fuzzy with other people, um, not communicating too much with um, one person. And it, it makes this environment where <clears throat> a lot of harmful things can fester um, within the community where, where, you know, abuse can happen and no one has anything, nowhere to go to or nowhere, no one to talk about it or talk about their problems. Um, there's actually a really great quote. <clears throat> Sorry, I have a little bit of frog in my throat. Um, it was kind of in the beginning. Let me see. So Kelly Dunham, I, th I think that's how you say her name. She's one of the women that uh, they talk to in this podcast. And um, one of the things she says, and this is her quote, is she says, the idea was to make you feel as alone as possible to make you depend only on God, end quote. Um, and I know I've experienced that. I think many other women have experienced that. It's that kind of breaking you. Another quote also from Kelly is uh, the idea behind me training. The, I'm sorry. The idea behind um, missionary charity training is just like military training to break you down, end quote, um, which I I can really relate to. I, I, I think that's a very common thing with a lot of orders. They're trying to break you down, your spirit down, your your self-esteem down to kind of build you up um, a little bit. In fact, the last podcast I heard or listened to, which was very difficult 
to get through. Um, it's two sisters, blood sisters. Um, so it's Joan Worcester and her sister, her blood sister, Sue Weber. They were both missionaries of char charity. And her mistress, her novice mistress, treated her like crap. She was always telling her that she was not holy. She was prideful. That Jesus knew she was a fake. Jesus knew she was a phony. And um, just constantly berating her emotionally and psychologically. <clears throat> and um, she ended up having this conversation eventually with her mistress. And her mistress said, I know I have been hard on you. I wanted to break you, break your spirit. Basically, I saw really good things in you. And, and I really wanted to make you stronger. And, and Joan's reply to her mistress was, you as a mistress have the power to make or break a vocation and you have broken minds. So you get to live with that basically. Um, <clears throat> so eventually she left. She actually went to her sister again, her blood sister, Sue, who was in the community, still in the community. And she kind of, they had a, um, what would be, uh, not a not allowed type of thing, but they did it anyway. They had this conversation and Joan said, I can't do this anymore. How do I get out? You know, what's, what's the best way to just get out and have them leave me alone. And she said, her sister told her, tell them that you can't live a celibate life. So that's what she does. And they quickly whisk her away, um, kind of give her what she needs. Apparently that's like the one thing that you can tell them, not poverty or obedience, but that's the one thing you kind of tell them. Apparently if you're, if you really went out and you just want <clears throat> to get some clothes and get out of there, um, you can tell them that and they'll just kind of whisk you away pretty quietly and quickly. Um, so some of the things that they say about Mother Teresa doesn't put her in too great of a light. Um, they obviously talk about her, you know, the things that she did for the poor and for the sick. Um, but, you know, and this is something that really, it, it's, it stuck with me because I, I felt like this. I, I felt at very, especially at the end, I was just being, overworked. And, um, so Sue, um, one of the sisters I mentioned again, um, she said, um, the order was wired. So you didn't have time to think basically you get up in the morning, break a dawn or before dawn and you're on the go all day. Um, and uh, another quote of hers is, all I ever did was work really hard not to fall asleep when I was praying. You know, like you have these moments of prayer, but you're just so tired uh, that you just you're fighting to not go to sleep, which <clears throat> I know I have a lot. Of, I had a lot of trouble with. I have had a lot of trouble with that now. I think I have a bit of a sleeping disorder. But, um, and that's pretty common. If you start talking to some religious, you'll hear that. But, um, you know, they never had time to really think. And she really only had that opportunity once she became a superior. 
um, and she really had time to kind of step back and, and think about things. Um, but, you know, they go on a bit about, you know, some of the criticisms with some of the care and some of these hospices and such. And, you know, Sue makes a really good point that you can't, you can't give what you don't have, you know, um, they were just running on empty. And, <clears throat> you know, if, if you're constantly going and not having time to refuel during your day or, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's straining. It's the every day. I think, you know, everyone has bad days or everyone's treated wrong. But in these situations where these sisters are mistreated, it, it's hard to get a feel for it, I think, if, if you're not been in it. But it's just like this daily grind. It's just grinding on, you know, these little things like not getting enough sleep, uh, being overworked, just being told how terrible you are, not having anyone show any care or love for you. You know, it's just constant, like, you know, uh, someone sanding against your soul, you know, and <clears throat> when you're dealing with that every day, every single day, it's just, it wears you down, you know, um, and uh, obviously all, all these women that have been interviewed, they just got to the point um, at various times, but they eventually got to the point that they, they were, you know, like, I, I can't do this anymore. You know, I, I can't live this way anymore. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, before I, I kind of wrap up, I would like to also say the thing that is really big in, in this these podcasts so far that I've been listening to is <clears throat> the idea of sisters almost like having their humanity taken from them. And, and I have a really good friend who is also a former religious that I've talked to about this. And, um, you know, she really makes the great point of that, you know, you're treated like you don't have a humanity when you're in religious life because of what they demand of you what they expect of you, you're not supposed to show feelings, you're not to, you're not allowed to express yourself emotionally. Um, and, uh, you know, in some situations, like in the Missionaries of Charity, they explain, you know, they're told exactly how to do everything, how to walk, um, how to, <clears throat> when they're postulants, they're told exactly how to put up their hair, um, how to eat, how, you know, what things you can look at when you're walking down the street, what things you can't, um, you can't talk, you, you have to go two by two everywhere, um, at least two by two, and you can never just have a conversation, you have to be praying the rosary all the time, and, <clears throat> You know, there's there's a difference between striving for holiness and, you know, being pushed to this kind of molded life um, where you're contorting your, your very personality and your very being into something that 
is just completely unnatural, you know, and I'm not talking about, um, you know, kind of working on your own vices or sins. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about your personality, you know, like putting, putting your whole being, your whole culture, everything, you know, everything you've done, how you react to things, how you, um, experience the world, taking all of that and pushing it down into a, a mold so that it's a, it's a cookie cup, cookie cutter copy for the community that you're in. Um, <clears throat> I'm not a psychologist, but I'm pretty sure that's unhealthy psychologically. And a lot of these women so far in these podcasts are experiencing, are saying these same, same things how they've experienced these things, how they were not able to really um, be themselves, how they were constantly under this extreme pressure and, and under this careful watch of their superiors to uh, act and be a certain way. Um, so <clears throat> that's just kind of a brief overview. I there's definitely more podcasts to get through. Um, I'm definitely having to take a break for now because it's a lot to take in. Um, the last episode I, I listened to, um, again, was with the sisters, Sue and Joan. And Joan talks about how a Jesuit confessor told her while she was in the MCs that if she left the MCs that she would... Um, end up getting married and getting divorced and her kids would be all handicapped and terrible things would happen to her. And this thought, this, this reminder of what this priest said after she left pushed her to consider suicide. And that was, that was rough to hear that because, um, I, I just start crying because no one should be treated that way, especially a fellow Catholic. Um, it's, it's just unbelievable. And, and uh, from what they're saying in these podcasts, they try to reach out to the missionaries of charity. They try to reach out numerous times to the sisters and they would not uh, respond. They kind of just made them go, you know, in circles. And then finally <laughs> they, they told them to contact like their head superior. And she's like, no, I'm not going to talk to you. Um, they did talk to the, uh, missionaries of charity fathers, the superior for them, but, um, it doesn't sound like he really said too much. So, um, so, uh, just a reminder that this is, um, a listener supported podcast. Um, so, uh, if you are, feel so unable to help me out, I greatly appreciate it. Um, also check out my, uh, religious goods store. Uh, it's Grazia Plena, like Ave Maria Grazia Plena from the Hail Mary, uh, dot shop. So it's G-R-A-T-I-A-P-L-E-N-A dot shop um check it out i'm actually been working on making rosary bracelets by listening to these podcasts and uh prayerfully asking god to bring reform to these areas and and the church um and in our church family where 
there needs to be a reform. And I can't express enough, there needs to be reform in religious life. You know, this shouldn't be happening and people shouldn't be treated this way. So, um, so God bless all of you. Um, and I will, <laughs> you will hear me next time, right? God bless. Bye.